about and I'm not pricing this. Don't make fun of me. My new form of self-harm is just um, looking at Rita Ora's TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> She's just so pretty. Yeah, she is. And it makes me upset. Um, this episode's already going downhill. Yep. Have we even hit record yet? Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Uh-huh. Do you know your blood type? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just hearing sirens in the background. Really? I don't hear anything. Um, we are recording this on the 4th of July, so if you hear sirens and or fireworks, um, that's just how patriotic we are. Oh, so patriotic. We have a full fireworks display happening. <laughs> But we took a break from it <laughs> to talk about New Zealand. I'm actually curious when the um, the minions had to have done fireworks, right? The minions themselves yeah. did fireworks. Yeah, right? I don't know if Universal Studios does fireworks. I don't. Either. I don't think they usually do. As there part was of their, one day. because I think they're too in the city to do fireworks. We like have Disneyland can get all. away with it because they're in Anaheim. Yeah, we've had fireworks every day for the past four days. Not like full fireworks though. It's usually just one big explosion. Like a huge one. Was it? I think it was either yesterday or the night before. There was a flash of light. Woken up because of how loud the thing was. No, was last like, night there was, was one where there was just a giant flash of light. Welcome to Stop Your Ruining It. <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast about movies, clearly. Clearly. Of I course. don't know what else we would be talking about. Um, I'm Delaney and I like movies. And I'm Natalie and I do not. Um, Good news, guys. It's a Delaney's choice this week. It sure is. Uh, that's why we have a bottle of wine. This week's movie is, I think... Did I watch it for the first time two days ago? Yes. Is it possibly one of my new favorite movies? Also, yes. Don't roll your eyes at me. I loved it. <laughs> okay, so right off the bat, do you want to say what movie it is? This is 2014's What We Do in the Shadows. Okay, and my mini game is going to be the whole episode. <laughs> And it's that we have a bottle of wine here. Just anytime either of us wants to fuck Taiko Itd or restart, we have to take a drink. We have to take. We a can drink. say it, but we have to drink. Yeah. Well, whenever I talk about how confused I am by how hot I think Reese is. And how I, of all the characters that Taiko ITD has played, am probably most attracted Viago. to Viago. <laughs> no. Right. Um, so that's, that's the minigame. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take a drink because now I'm thinking about Viago. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been reminded Reese Darby's in this movie. <laughs> I think this is close to a perfect movie. <laughs> and I'm going to come right out of the gate and say that. Great, great, great. Um, so, this movie is co-written and co-directed by Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi. I Apparently it's Waititi, not Waititi. I'm sorry, what? Waititi. And not Waititi. Okay. The emphasis is on the Y. YTT. And to the other one again. YTT. Oh, is this where we learn that you don't know how? They sound the same, except I think the T in the second one's being emphasized like extra. Well, yeah, that's how, em- that's how emphasis works. Well, because. Taika YTT. Taika. Taika YTT. Which one's correct? The second one. Taika. YTT. YTT. White. <laughs> <laughs> White titty. <laughs> Look. 
Oh, I love that I'm trying to work in this industry and this is going to be on the internet. I can't, I, I keep waiting for the piece of thing, like the piece of media that's going to make me be like, I'm no longer attracted to Reese Darby. <laughs> and we really made it through an entire like four part series on him in mascot uniforms, dancing. Mm-hmm. And I'm, if not more attracted to him. Uh, so that's fun. This movie came out in 2014. Yes. After, I think they wrote the script like seven years earlier. They wrote the script and then just did nothing with it. How old are they? Um, if this was... Other what than year is it? Older than my father, <laughs> which is true. Continue. Um, if this was eight years ago, then I think Reese was 40 and Taika was 38. So they would have still been over 30 when they wrote oh, the script. Oh, 100%. This was not like a college script. This no, was no, no, full no, no, grown. And you can, like, well, here's the thing, is also most of these scenes... And then they threw it out, right? Didn't they say throughout the script? Well, they also, most of these scenes were improv They have, like, a rough outline. They had their beats. They had the beats, and then they just kind of let everyone go and, like, do. Because, like, all of these people come from improv backgrounds. Right. Um, I assume Deacon does too. Right, him. <laughs> the third one. That's not the men we've already mentioned. And then Nick. Yes. Stu was not. Stu was pure, raw charisma. <laughs> oh, we'll get to Stu, don't oh you? Oh my god. Don't you damn well worry. I'm so glad you had fun with this. <laughs> Did you not like this movie? I loved this movie. This research made me sick to my stomach. <laughs> I've got like three different things that I've been working on. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I need to warn when I'm about to talk about it because of how gross some of this is. Well, how about I start with the grossest thing of all, improv comedy. (laughs) I mean, look, it's awful. (laughs) I would like to die. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, yeah. (laughs) I would like to die without seeing an improv comedy show live. So Taika and Jermaine met. Humor Beasts? They, They started, yeah. They started Humor Beasts together, and they received New Zealand's highest comedy accolade, the Billy T Award, in 1999. Um, and then uh, Jermaine went on to do Moana. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Was that Flight of the Concords, <laughs> featuring featuring Reese Darby and. One episode per the two seasons. So one episode in each of the two seasons was written and directed by Taika Waititi and no more, no less. <laughs> and he did indeed <laughs> write Leggy Blonde. Okay, well, I could office restart me get it, though. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so basically, this movie came from a short film that the two of them made 2005. So the short film was made in 2005. The feature was not made until 2014. But everyone, although it doesn't seem like Reese was in the original short film. Probably not. It seems like there wasn't a lot of room for werewolves and like a whole werewolf subplot until... Until Reese was there. Until Taika was like, what if I call Reese? But um, the guy, uh, Johnny Brew, who plays Deacon, and Stu, and Corey, the guy who plays Nick, were all in the 2005 short film. Yeah. So like, basically they just... Stu is a carryover? Stu is a carryover character. So, (laughs) 
the basic i'm not gonna go through this plot plot point but by plot point because there's barely any and i think that's what makes it beautiful to me i I, literally i was like what happened it's three vampires who just live in an apartment there's a fourth one but the fourth one comes oh peter i'm so sorry i forgot about peter rude so we have as we mentioned, we have Peter, who is just Nosferatu. He just looks scary. He's just Nosferatu. I think they say he is 8,000 years he old. He lives in a little closet. And he lives in a closet in the basement. He lives in two levels away from people. The synopsis says that he is reclusive and behaves like a feral animal. He does. He Which, does both of those things. Yeah. He's like the original vampire. Yeah. But he, he turned, I think, Vladislav into a vampire yes. and then like it kind of like went down the chain oh i meant like in general oh yeah he's also yeah he's what vampires were until the... he literally looks like nosferatu like right. makeup and everything until so vampires used to be viewed as like animals mm-hmm. and then the vampire with a y mm-hmm. was written vampire was written i believe it was the, the writer of it was in like a hotel room with mary shelley <laughs> And like a Hell few, yeah, Mary. I know, right? A few other, no, a few, it was like a writing thing. Mary Shelley wasn't getting it. Well, yeah, isn't that like where she wrote for? That's yeah, yeah, the same thing. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. cool, cool. So like they all, but they were all like together and yeah. like talking, and then they wrote their individual like works of freaking art, I guess. But that was considered the first appearance of a romantic vampire in right. media, like thinking kind of the more Western idea. And that wasn't Bram Stoker. No. Okay. When was Bram Stoker? I don't know, but he wrote Dracula. Yeah, no, no. No, that's the vampire with a, with a Y short story. It's considered like the first ever. Gotcha. So then we have Viago, Vladislav, and Deacon. Each of these are based on a different popular culture representation of vampires. I also want it to be known, this is 2014. This is six years after Twilight is released. <laughs> this is at the tail end of vampire mania of like Twilight and True Blood. Like they really came in at the tail end. <laughs> Yeah. What? What's going through your mind right now? I'm just giggling because I love people who are like, oh yeah, there's like the Twilight kind of vampire character. There's not. There's what 35-year-old men think Twilight is. I think Nick is the closest. That's what I mean. They're like, he's the Twilight character. I'm like, no, he's he's just wearing jeans. But Viago, the love of my life. I love him so much. Um, His full name... Um, I don't think this is necessarily his full name, but these are all of the different names Taika has said are his last name. In the past 10 years. So I was pulling a Mario Mario. Um, his name is Viago van Dorna Schmartenschieden Heimberg von Blitzenberg. Mm. Um, and I love him so much. <laughs> I think he is very beautiful. He is very beautiful. Um, and Viago is based on interview with a vampire type vampires. Mm-hmm. I think he says yes. specifically Lewis and not Lestat. I also haven't seen interview with a vampire but I know Brad Pitt is sexy, and I think Viago is too, so I think he did his job correctly. He's supposed to be like the feminine vampire. Yeah, it's it's, uh, Interview with a Vampire, from what I know, is the very romantic, fluffy collar, like, almost sexy, but not in like a a feral way, sexy in a romance way. Yeah. Sexy in the way that Taika Waititi is sexy in this movie. Yes. And not the way Taika Waititi is sexy in in other other movies. You know, as Korg. (laughs) Gork could get it. <laughs> Korg, who is Taika Waititi doing a restarping impression, <laughs> could absolutely get it. We also have Vladislav. Mm-hmm. Um, does he have a full name? It is. <laughs> it's just Vladislav the Poker. Yeah. It's Vladislav the Poker. That's Jermaine Clement, based on Gary Oldman's Dracula, who I guess 
wore sunglasses. Yes, he did. Uh, which was 1992. Like so, Ozzy Osbourne sunglasses. Yeah. Gary, Gary Oldman in Francis Ford Coppola's 1992 Bram Stoker's Dracula. Gotcha. The full title is Bram Stoker's Dracula. Okay. So that's very much like almost emo vampire, but not like the Twilight emo vampire. It's like emo vampire, but like a little bit more classic. Like a Hot Topic vampire. He still wears capes. Yeah. You know, Hot Topic vampire is a good way to put it. And then, Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And then Deacon is The Lost Boys, which I also have not seen. Uh-huh. It always came up when I was in eighth grade and looking up um, Peter Pan stuff. The Lost Boys would come gotcha. up, and I'd be like, "Well, this isn't about Peter Pan. This looks scary." <laughs> and it is. Peter it's about Pan's vampires. terrifying. Now, all of these um, were based on some iteration of a Dracula character, right? Who himself is believed to be based on uh, Vlad the Impaler. Oh, so then Vladislav the Poker—that's what exactly what it comes from. Yes, comes from that because he was known as uh, his last name was, I believe, Dragul. Hmm. Uh, and the way he got that is that his dad was part of an order of dragons, which was like a, a, a group in, uh, how old was he? Let's see. Really old. <laughs> uh, 1400, we're talking like mid 1400s. Right. Uh, and then his family was murdered. His dad mm. uh, was killed and his brother was there. His older brother was there and he got uh, blinded and buried alive. Fun. Um, Fun and sexy. Gotcha. Here it is. Uh, in uh, 1447 is roughly where I'm at right now. Um, and so he was known uh, as uh, Vlad the Third Dracula, which is son of the dragon. Uh, he liked impaling people. Do you know what impaling is? It's like stabbing, but slightly different. Yes. It, I think to impale and not to stab is to go all the way through. Mm-hmm. I also I think it's typically more of a circular like weapon than a, like a flat knife. Mm-hmm. I feel like I always... Like a stake? I, yeah. I always associate it with more 3D weapons than like a flat knife. Right. So that's, and that's true. Um, so there's a few facts I have <laughs> that are just disgusting. Uh, so here's one of them. Uh, yes, that's uh, horizontal impalement. Mm. There's vertical impalement. Oh no. <laughs> which specifically happens through the anus or the vagina and goes up through the throat. Or shoulder. I guess wherever you can kind of get it. Um, Depends on how good your aim is. Depends on how good your aim is. Uh, And sometimes they would blunt the weapons so that it wouldn't pierce any organs. So people would take days to die. Uh, That's where he got his name. Because he made basically like forests of people impaled. Uh Uh-huh. No, I told you. I got nauseous doing this. (laughs) This isn't even the part that made me sick. You wait till later. Um... And there was, like, a rumor that he had eaten, like, dinner once. How dare he? <laughs> the that worst thing he did. of a bitch. That he had dinner in one of these, like, forests he made of just people who yeah, were impaled. If you're going to make it, enjoy it. Yeah. And if you're going to make it, have a nice little dinner. Allegedly it. had put bread in his enemy's blood and eaten it. Isn't that just what communion is? <laughs> no. I don't think so. You're, you're, dip, you're dipping the body of Christ into the blood yeah, of Christ. Yeah, but I don't think Christ the... is impaled through the anus. <laughs> but that's where I think the idea of um, drinking blood came from. Oh. Right. No, there was a point to that. I wasn't just like being nasty. Ah, I thought it was fun. Although what is fun is that there was, he did, a, he did that like outside of a, a place he was 
uh, I believe it was he was in battle and while retreating, he made kind of I keep saying forest. I don't know how else to describe this to people. It's just fence gross uh, to the point where the Ottoman who was fighting him was like, I'm good and turned around, which I would do too. Where he was like, this seems out of my pay grade and I'm not going to mess with the guy who has uh, these human bodies on sticks being eaten by crows. <laughs> yeah. So that's the, uh, that's the inspiration for uh, hell, hell yeah. Vladislav the poker. <laughs> it comes because he likes to poke people. <laughs> and then Vlad the Impaler comes because he likes to impale people. In, through the anus. Yeah. We don't know for certain that Vladislav the Poker wasn't poking people also in the anus. We don't. I think he was poking them with different things. This, doesn't, this doesn't translate well to an audio podcast, but Natalie and I just made eyes at each We're other. We're looking at each other. <laughs> Knowingly. But yeah, in terms of plot, it's basically... They're just buddies. Uh-huh. They're just three dudes chilling in an apartment. Peter's downstairs. Um, Peter doesn't do much. They give him a little chicken for his dinner. A live chicken. Well, yeah. That was that was implied. It was like a normal sized chicken. No, <laughs> to me, a little si- a little chicken sounds like two chicken breasts. <laughs> Not. It's literally Tycho puts a live chicken in a burlap sack. Yeah, and then gives it to Peter, and he goes, "Good, good, good morning, Peter." So basically, Viago is the den mother. <laughs> he based the character off his off, mother. Off of the portrayal of the character. Off, off of Mrs. Mother. Cohen, Taika's mother. The white one? I believe so. Okay. Y- YTT is his father's surname. Right. So I believe that right. Cohen is his mother's. Oh, wait, wouldn't it be the other way around? Mm-mm. No? No. But his, his legal last name's Cohen. Um, he, his father was not in his life. Oh, I, I'm sorry, Taika. <laughs> Um, his mother is named Robin Cohen. Well, that was just bigotry on my part. <laughs> now, don't you feel silly? Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. You know who is in his kid's life? Reese Darby. Reese Darby. I mean, Taika is also in his kid's lives. Taika has kids. Taika has two daughters. I've assumed this, but I wasn't sure. Taika has two daughters. Oh, but wouldn't we all kill to sleep with any of these men? This is why we have the wine. This is why we have the wine. So... Deacon has a familiar mm-hmm. that is just a whole human woman. Yes, yes. Her name is Jackie. Her name is Jackie. I feel like she's me. <laughs> um, she just kind of runs errands for the entire house. She hey, cleans, she cleans. <laughs> well, hey, that felt targeted. She cleans up all the blood. Oh my god! They leave around one time. She brings about the virgins for their sacrifices. I'm bad at getting them. <laughs> And so one night, Jackie brings in two people she thinks are virgins. Jackie didn't do a good job, because neither of them are virgins. Yeah. But one of them is her ex-boyfriend, Nick. The other one just had curly hair. The other one just looks like me. Yeah. <laughs> and I think was kind of a bitch. And made fun of her in, like, middle yeah. school or something. Um, so they kill the woman. For, well, first of all, they try to feed them spaghetti, and then they turn the spaghetti into worms. And, and again, doesn't, it doesn't work, I think. No, it does work later. It doesn't work. Yeah. Right. And that's a reference directly to... To Lost Boys. Gotcha. Um, and so Nick is like chased through the flat and like gets outside um, and then runs into Peter and Peter turns him into a vampire. This is the only thing Peter does the entire movie is just turn Nick into a vampire. He's actually... You'd be surprised by how much the plot kind of... Revolves around Peter. Revolves around Peter. With a Y. Peter with a Y. Peter. 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 
What if I what if I just talk like Viago for the rest of the episode? <laughs> I haven't even had a full glass. I'm just tired. I have ice in my wine. <laughs> so now they accept Nick into their household, and from here on, it's begrudgingly. Sh- it's shenanigans. It sure is. It's fun little gags. They fly. They can turn into bats. Um, I like when they fly because you can tell that this movie had a 1.6 million dollar budget. <laughs> ha! That's a lot. It's pretty low. It's a lot of money to me. Yeah, I sure would like $1.6 million, but in the terms of filmmaking, that is a very low budget movie. Uh-huh. And box office, it made $7.3 million, so it was not a like huge box office success, mm-hmm. but it became a cult classic. Yes. And has probably reaped more even since, because it has had three different spin-off TV shows. <laughs> mm? Three? I guess two. I thought there was a third one. But basically, it had Wellington Paranormal, which is a procedural comedy series based on the two cops no. <laughs> in what we do in the shadows. No. Ooh, fun fact, we're not actors. They, one, they one, were not real cops. They were not real cops. Oh. One of them was Brett McKenzie, who is the other Flight of the Concords guy. Okay, one, um, an actor. Yes, he's the other flight of he's Jermaine's other friend. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have not seen Flight of the Concords, and I do I don't think you know the plot either. And they're just trying to form a band. Yeah, and why is Reese there? He's their manager. God, he is so hot. <laughs> but the female cop was Brett McKenzie's child's teacher. Aww. And she got a little spinoff. Okay, that's cute. Yeah, okay, right? When you said they weren't actors, I was like, they did not get real cops to do that. <laughs> no, they were just like, guys. Um, <laughs> One of the cops is a woman. <laughs> and then, of course, they have the What We Do in the Shadows TV series that is currently on FX and Hulu. That is... I think in its fourth season now. Jesus. And has had Emmy nominations. Taika and Jermaine both produce it. But they aren't in it. They are not in it. Um, this has Scott Rudin listed as one of the EPs of the show. I hope that's no longer the case. Um, and I think Taika directed the pilot, but hasn't had much involvement in it necessarily since. But none of the characters are from the movie. They're just like a new batch of It's vampires. just like the same concept. Yeah, same concept. We can of- assume maybe that the filmmakers are the same. Yeah, I think also Viago shows up in an episode. He just, he, does. he just kind of shows up. And I he's think like, Taika shows up in Viago. Everything. <laughs> so a lot of the plot revolves around Nick being a shitty vampire. He just kind of tells everyone he's a vampire. And one of these people says, hey, I'm a vampire hunter. And then he just comes in ha! and kills Peter. He goes, ha ha. And then he kills Peter. He just opens a window and kills Peter with sunlight. He also dies. Mm-hmm. And then they all just try to fuck over Nick. It's basically just shenanigans. <laughs> it sure is. Fun fact is actually that vampire hunters, um, originally in some versions of the myth surrounding vampires, mm-hmm. uh, are the family members of vampires who then are able to see and thus kill vampires. Buffy, how dare you? One of the older... Uh, I've never seen an episode of Buffy the I Vampire Slayer. I haven't either. One of the older um, theories surrounding vampires is that they were, they would die, like, it was, someone would die, but their spirit would slowly accumulate cells and, like, become a full person again, like a version of themselves, and Mm. then they could return to their old life or they could start a new life. And then the people who, I guess, mated with and talked to, I don't know, that vampire would then have the ability to see vampires, which could lead them to become vampire hunters. Gotcha. I feel silly because I have not even mentioned the best character in this movie. 
Um, and that is that Nick has a friend and his name is Stu. And Stu is the love of my life. Okay, here's the thing. I think the reason why I'm so anti-Stu is because you're Stu. It's because I am a software engineer. <laughs> so I'm like, this is funny and all, but I'm pretty sure I work for Stu. Yeah. But Stu is Nick's friend and he like knows they're all vampires and he's like, yeah, I can't kill Stu. Stu's my bud. <laughs> they all like Stu. They all like Stu. They love Stu. And I have a fun fact about Stu. Oh my goodness. In that Stu Rutherford, who played Stu. <laughs> in case in case you weren't clear. Oh my goodness. Stu Rutherford, who played Stu, is an IT technician and a high school friend of Taika Waititi's in real life. Aww. And was initially told he would only have a bit part in the film, so he would act more natural when filming. He did not realize his role was so important until the film's premiere. <gasps> oh, I'm sorry. So does he not know what a bit part is? He he was in several different in scenes. In his defense, they shot 130 hours of footage for this movie. That's a lot. That's many for okay. a 90-minute movie. Yeah. First of all, release the taika cut <laughs> and by taika cut i mean all 130 hours of footage a second of all release all the werewolf footage and <laughs> someone force them to make werewolves they're not gonna make the werewolves. sequel that they keep joking about mm-hmm. making and are not gonna make they're not gonna make it taika described it as a dad telling his children he'll be home for christmas <laughs> <laughs> which you know what should have probably given me some more information on his family life might not have asked such a dumb question if I thought it through. <laughs> so they made this movie for a very small budget. And it was not a huge success in New Zealand when it was first. Why are you laughing? I don't know. <laughs> How dare you? It was not a huge success yet immediately. Like, again, it's one of those movies that like needed time for people to realize, right. oh, this is a perfect piece of media. This um, is simply flawless. And so they canceled a US release. Oh, they distributed it in the U.S. via Kickstarter. They raised the funds for U.S. distribution on Kickstarter. Hmm. And raised, like, a good amount. Like, I mean, they were able to, obviously, distribute it in America. And it became um, the most pirated show in the United States that year. <laughs> Pirates. Mm-hmm. <Arr>. Steve Bunner's <laughs> hot. <laughs> um, currently has a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Yeah, this movie's good, dude. I'm confused. <laughs> so I generally can find mockumentaries trying too hard. Yeah. Um, well, I can guarantee you Taika wasn't trying too hard. I know, exactly. And I think that's why I love it. But like, I don't love The Office. Or like, I, I think don't. The Office is overrated. I don't like The Office. <laughs> and come find me and fight me. I tried to watch it. It was boring. And like, I love Parks and Rec. But like, I, you know, mockumentaries, I feel like very few people can do them very, very well. One of those people is um, Christopher Guest. Mm. Um, Christopher Guest is one of those people who can do mockumentaries very well. He did Waiting for Guffman. He did Best in Show. He did This is Spinal Tap. Um, a lot of people have... You're nodding. You don't know any of those movies. Not Best e- in Show is an award. It sure is. <laughs> it is. Yay. A lot of people have compared this movie to like the most modern version of a Christopher Guest movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, because other mockumentaries just haven't felt as... Right. I think it's really hard to make a mockumentary feel natural. Feels similar to found footage. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's similar in that it's hard to fake natural... I don't know. Even though that's what acting is. like. Right. Well, that's why it's, it's hard to script it. Right. And I think the fact that all of these... And um, Christopher Guest movies were the exact same and that everyone there had an improv background. Uh, 
it was Eugene Levy, it was Catherine O'Hara, it was Fred Willard, it was like Andrew, like it was all like improv people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think that's the key in making a good mockumentary. That's a shame. What? That means you have to hire people who do improv. Who do improv? <laughs> this is an anti-improv podcast. This is an anti-improv <laughs> household. Okay, I feel like the reason I'm confused is because mm. this feels like a movie I would make. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at movies. But it's also a movie I would make, and I'm good at movies. So I would just be there. You're Reese. Aha! <laughs> good. It's me going, hey, mate, I, I've wrote a movie. Would you want to you wanna be in it? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, and then you're a werewolf. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> and there's there's a certain charm in... Not the cheapness, because it doesn't look cheaply made, but it's like when they fly, you can see that it's just Taika being pulled up on a wire. It's the way he looks at the camera, like he's so proud of himself. Yeah, oh, Viago is the best character in this movie. Viago, okay, also, I'm not going to do what I did for Final Destination, but I do want to be clear, I did tell you, I told you I was going to look up this Catherine thing. Yeah. The timeline's off a lot, and I'm confused. Okay. But... Basically, Taika, Taika came to New Zealand to follow a girl he was in love with. I right. said Taika. Fiago came to New Maybe Zealand. Maybe Taika did. We don't know. Um, Rita Ora, I'd love to ask you a few questions. But, um, you some life advice? <laughs> I want to know how to be you. But he, he came to New Zealand to follow a girl. He got lost on the way because his friend George got the postage wrong. On his coffin. On his coffin. Correct. And so he like did a not. Stanley. He did not get to see Catherine in time. Right. And that was in the 1910s. <laughs> and uh, they say she's 96. And she's 96. Assuming that. You know what I bet happened? What? Is this was a plot point in the original 2005 short film, and they just didn't want to change that it. That would be the only way it would work. Because that would have been 2005. Right. Well, but that would have been 2005 if she was 10. When they met. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, make she- sense. <laughs> it's not correct. It's fine. Actually, I think she would have had to be zero when they met. I just feel remiss to not bring it up. Um, well, you said 2006, right? Yeah, but if they met in 1910. Right, 1910. Plus 90 years, plus five. Shit. She would have had to be a baby. She would have had to be a baby. And he would have still been good to A full adult in vampire <laughs> terms. <laughs> we can talk about the unholy masquerade which is just big dead people party okay so the unholy masquerade is actually fascinating it's a thing it's not a thing but the okay. thing that i find very interesting <laughs> uh is that it's like it's vampires and zombies and then like ghouls yes which i remember being like this is so confusing and me. witches and witches if you go back and look at vampires they're zombies yeah, most of what... So I have a, a couple uh, vampires that didn't make the cut to mm-hmm. this movie. Uh, some iterations. A lot of them drank baby blood. Viag... Oh. <laughs> now it makes sense. Yeah, Albania is a woman, t- t- traditionally, who drinks baby blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then can turn into an insect afterwards Good and fly for, away. Good for her. Girl boss. A, 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 actually a, a regularly used uh, thing in a couple places. In Greece... Uh, it, it comes from the word werewolf, <laughs> uh, and they it became such a uh, belief in uh, in Greece in the 18th and 19th centuries that you would exhume bodies once they were uh, after three years of death okay. to make sure they decomposed. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't decompose the amount that you thought they should have, you would set them on fire, <laughs> essentially. 
Um, it says that they would be dealt with appropriately. I'm assuming fire. A lot of vampires are based after death. Mm-hmm. So, which is not traditionally, or I guess in this movie either, what we think of vampires, because they're bitten while they're alive and never die. Although one, I can't remember if it was this, I think it is this, where it's implied that as the person is dying, if you make them drink blood, that's what turns them into a vampire. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know. Um, from my vampiric knowledge, which is, of course, Twilight, you can, there is an aspect of as you die, then the switch happens. Like, you do have to die. <laughs> I think that's and- only Twilight. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do have a Wikipedia pulled up of vampires. The baby broke her back. <laughs> the baby fucking snapped her back. Broke Bella's spinal cord. Uh, in Romania, uh, red hair, blue eyes. You might be a vampire. I think Renesme has <laughs> red hair and blue uh, eyes. If you have an extra nipple. Mm. So Harry Styles. Harry Styles! Has, that's what I was just he's, about to say. He's a good Triple three, vampire. Three vampires and one human man. <sighs> that's why he's so sexy. Um, a tail. Or extra hair. Which I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> you would become a vampire. Uh, if you were the seventh child in a family where everyone was the same sex, I mean, the parents were the kids, mm-hmm. vampire, um, born too early, vampire. If your mother encountered a black cat at any point while pregnant, vampire. <laughs> Died an unnatural death uh, or before baptism, oh. vampire. Uh, <laughs> and my favorite is Slavic Europe. Uh if you were a magician, vampire. Hell yeah. An immoral person, vampire. Hell yeah. Uh, if you suffered a unnatural or untimely death, such as suicide, uh, vampire. Um, if you were excommunicated, you were a vampire. Uh, if you weren't buried properly, vampire. If an animal or corpse flew over uh, your empty grave before you were put in there, you're a vampire. <laughs> and again, if you were born with... Uh, Teeth, you might be a vampire. Tail, uh, or if you were conceived on certain days. I believe I read somewhere that if you were conceived on a Saturday, you were a vampire. Yes, I found it right here. Yeah, you're a vampire. I've got to ask my mom a lot of questions. There's a lot going on there. Um, and there is one, I believe, which I will find the actual country it's from, but I do remember this very vividly, where it's, again, a woman who uh, drinks baby blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she has long, dark hair. And a hole in the back of her neck, which is where she drinks the blood from. I don't know. And the it's way just malignant. The way to get rid of her is to stuff her hair in the hole. <laughs> and then that's she, also one of the children in leaves. Miss Miss um, Peregrine's home yeah. for imaginary friends. <laughs> um, also, they didn't include one of my favorite vampire things, which is that they have to count anything you put in front of them. Is that why the count That's why is a the vampire? Count is a count. So I thought it was because you call him a Count Dracula, and so right. they were like, the count no, has so, to count. Uh, math is traditionally a weakness of vampires. The way that you are supposed to, and they they don't include this in anything, but I'm sure the count from Sesame Street has to have been based on right. this. Or maybe it's just a pun, and I'm the only one who knows this boring-ass shit. But the way to get away from a vampire is if they showed up to your house and you threw a handful of rice... They would have to stop to count the rice. And if you threw enough, they would have to count until the sun came up and then they die. Oh. And that's my favorite thing ever. And no one includes it anymore. 
I I appreciate that this movie um, addressed the vampires have to be invited in somewhere. Yes, that was nice. Because um, I think that also gets oft forgotten in vampire literature because it's so dumb. Well, you know what? I would. You know what? You're right. I don't think Edward ever asked to go in her house. He sure, <laughs> no, he just, sure, he sure just showed up. He just went there. Uh, also, you could crack an egg uh, on um, Taika Waititi's abs. Yes. <laughs> cracking egg on anyone's abs let's be clear first of all unless your abs are a purple mattress you're generally fine uh you could crack an egg on the house of a person who was recently deceased and they would not be a vampire oh good to know incest vamp this is all still in slavic europe by the way i haven't left um dang it's fun but i was gonna say because they're a lot like zombies and ghoul do you know what a ghoul is i once recently knew the difference between a ghoul and others a ghoul is uh specifically a being that eats human flesh yes yes so yes, yes. the overlap between those three is so so mm. gr- and i'm sure they didn't think about this maybe they did i don't know maybe jermaine's a big like ghoul head but <laughs> the overlap would actually make a lot of sense for them all to be there right and for the werewolves not to be mm-hmm. i still have to do more research on that although one. it seems like werewolves eat living things yeah but that's not i think their primary that's their just thing. they just do it for fun no i mean i i always i never thought of it as them eating people oh they were just attacking them because they're under misunderstood <laughs> attacking them because they're understood <laughs> we did not mention the pack of werewolves no yet. we did not um they don't have which they do come in at the end they they, they come back at the end um right i mean spoiler we just, alert we stopped where peter died so you can probably just pick up there right yeah, let's go to the let's go to the werewolves with pleasure. Um, it they just kind of go to a random hill, and there's a shit ton of werewolves. There. They pick fights with the werewolves, and it's also the hill where Lord of the Rings was filmed. <gasps> it's like the one where the hobbits are like hiding from. Isn't that the place where I also was like, I'm pretty sure this forest is the exact one that Reese does his like park ranger <laughs> costume. They, I'm not trying to be a werewolf apologist, but they, they pick every fight with the werewolves. Maybe they are very nice. Wellington just has one hill. Sorry, continue. <laughs> Reese was wonderful. He's the alpha. Of course he is. How could he not and be? very importantly, they are werewolves, not swearwolves. Werewolves, not swearwolves. He does not believe in swearing. Um, uh, unless they're in the middle of transformation. That later is made clear. <laughs> and he, like, he makes sure they all get in like, the right outfits before they change. Well, yeah, because if they're in they too tight of pants, which is something that is brought up. They don't in, want to ruin their trousers. In Stephanie Meyer's Twilight. That if you're, <laughs> oh really? What what is it about Edward? Where if his pants are too tight? Um, excuse you. There's an issue. It is Jacob. You, is it? It is canon that once they like burst out of their clothing to be a werewolf, even though they are technically not werewolves, they're kind of like werewolves and a oh, magi. Yeah, because um, they can do it on because they can just do well, it on whim. Um, but wait, and the ones in, in what we do in the shadows are just full moon. Although or it seems if they like get if they, angry, if they get too angry. Or if they're angry and it's a full... It sounds like the full right. moon exacerbates it. Right. But they can... Or like the fa- full moon makes it happen. But if they get angry in general, it they might. It just can happen. Which is why uh, Reese's alpha, Anton, right? Mm-hmm. Anton the werewolf, uh, believes in open communication and uh, talking it through. <laughs> as a crew. As a crew. <laughs> this episode's going off the rails. <laughs> Natalie just chugged wine. I have an impure thought to ask my comment. Yes, he, he, he tries to get them to wear joggers because then 
the pants will expand with their werewolf form. Right. And, and their, their werewolf is kind of, I think, a more traditional werewolf where they're not turning into a wolf like they do No, it reminds me of uh, Harry Potter. It's like Remus Lupin, but if Remus Lupin was a little bit sexier. And yeah, like less in, in Harry Potter, doesn't he's he not like, have hair? Yeah, he's like, um, if um, a werewolf was a Jolo and Squintly, the oh. hairless Mexican dog. I'm familiar with the hairless Mexican dog. Um, th- that's what the werewolves in Harry Potter look like. That is what the werewolves are. Whereas um, the werewolves in What We Do in the Shadows is kind of more like Teen Wolf. <laughs> it's really just Restarby with like extra sideburns. <laughs> It'll be heard. <laughs> so. We never see him full werewolf, which is devastating. Mm-hmm. We only see like one guy go full werewolf, probably because they ran out of money. To and and so, so was this the scene? Where they were like, just fuck with Reese. It was either this scene or the one towards the end where, spoiler alert, Stu gets turned into a werewolf. Unclear how that happened. It's fine. Um, basically, a little behind the scenes thing is that Taika went to every werewolf except for Reese Darby, who right. was the alpha. Be weird if you said it to Reese. And said, um, whatever Anton, who was Reese Darby's werewolf, Whatever he tells you to do, do the opposite. And, like, keep going to ask him, like, what to do next. Yeah. Like, do not listen to I him. I think that was the scene when they're transforming. Which is why they're all just coming up to him, like, uh... And they did it to just make Reese so pissed off. <laughs> and it was shot at three in the morning. In that little forest. In a little Wellington forest that probably has hobbits hiding in it. And Reese Darby's. And Reese Darby's other character. <laughs> And it it's so good because um, the werewolves are kind of, it's kind of a Jets and Sharks dynamic that they've got going Because <laughs> the werewolves just show up in their little bomber jackets and they kind of walk as a pack. Again, I'm not trying to be an apologist. The vampires pick the fights every time. Yeah, the werewolves aren't doing They're anything. like, we smell werewolves. Let's go pick on them. And they're like, please go away. Reese is like, I'm working on trying to have a, 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 a considerate group of young men <laughs> who are communicative. Uh, just like Tony and the Jets. Oh, exactly. That's West Side Story, the movie, if I've ever heard it. <laughs> um, so Peter has been killed by being exposed to sunlight. Yes. Um, Nick is banished from the flat because he killed Peter, but Stu is, of course, able to come and go as he wants because Stu's the best. Well, he's va- banished from the flat because he killed Peter mm-hmm. uh, and because he keeps wearing coats that look, jackets who look, that look too similar to Deacon's. <laughs> and he needs to get his own style. Uh, and the other one was letting a human into the house, but... But Stu's cool. They liked Stu, so they crossed Stu's, that one out. Stu's cool. They, so they crossed that one yeah. out. That one was fine. Yeah. Stu was at that meeting, correct? Probably. Stu is like the Izzy hands, where it just they it will cut slightly off screen, he's there. and he's there. Um, then they go to the unholy masquerade, where it has vampires, zombies, ghouls, and witches. Mm-hmm. They bring Stu. <laughs> Nick brings Stu, but like the rest know that he's bringing. Yeah, Stu. the rest are like, "Hey, Stu." The well, rest know that Stu's. The rest be there. also bring a full human camera crew. <laughs> but masquerade. yeah, in the unholy masquerade, nobody mentions it until they're like, "Wait, you brought not just Stu, but a whole camera crew." And then it turns into a fight. Fight. Where Stu impales a man on a flagpole. <gasps> he dies! A vertical impalement. No, a horizontal impalement. <laughs> it was horizontal. It was kind horizontal. Of diagonal, it was like through horizontal. his back, through his chest. It was not the other way around. That would make Stu a very different character. He just went straight through that vampire's butthole. Right through the butthole. Um, then they run away, yep. run into the werewolves once again. Uh, again, pick the fucking fight. They are transforming. Um, and then once they do transform, Stu and apparently one of the cameramen. And one of the camera. So I'm starting to wonder if we see a guy get torn. If that's open, the cameraman. If that's the cameraman. It must be. 
I right? mean, they think it's Stu. Because they, they, they did not give me any reason to believe that Reese Darby can sew a man up. <laughs> right? And then it turns out that Stu comes back. And he is a werewolf. Yeah. Um, so he gets to live. And now the vampires and the werewolves are kind of friends. Like yeah. They get to come into the house. Yeah. They don't pee on anything. They kind of smell. Yeah. They kind of smell like dog, probably. That's fine. Yeah, that's kind of where it ends. It's really... It's a, it's a very thin plot, just kind of filled a, with vampire shenanigans. It's a beautiful, shenanigans. beautiful movie. It's a beautiful moment where Viago is just in front of a mirror holding a little teacup. And he's just like, oh, floating teacup. <laughs> Ghost teacup. <laughs> And it's, you know, a lot of that, where it's like, remember these things that vampires do? What if we made Taiko Waititi do them? But this is what, like, got him his... I Okay, so I do... One of the main impetuses for this episode... Impetai. for this episode was me tracking the career of Taiko Waititi. And so, I do think that this is the closest thing to being, like, what got him Thor Ragnarok. Right, right. Um, basically, he did Humor Beasts with Jemaine, was big in like the comedy New Zealand scene for a few years, and then started making short films for the New Zealand National Short Film Festival. Hmm. And he made a short film that got an Oscar nomination in 2005. He did not win, but mm-hmm. he like got to go to the Oscars, and like you know that kind of put him on America's map at least, because right. you know getting an Oscar nomination is, you know, you're at least on the TV. That's pretty tough for pretty a second. Hard, pretty hard to do that. <laughs> Um, his, get one of those. His first feature was a movie called Eagle vs. Shark, which... <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> Is it what it sounds like? I or don't are think the so. eagle and shark metaphors? Um, but it does star Jermaine Clement. Oh, of course it does. Um, I th- Is Reese in it? He better be. Rachel House is in it. That's not um, Reese Darby. <laughs> it's not. Reese Darby is not in it, but Rachel House is in it. Rachel House is also in a lot of different Taika Waititi projects. She is the voice of the grandmother in Moana. Oh. Yeah. So, Jemaine's the crab. <laughs> he is the crab. So he makes Eagle vs. Shark. That's his first feature. That's in 2007. And then in 2010, he makes Boy, which premieres at... Which is not The Boy. Which is not The Boy. Cool. This is not... Um, Brahms. 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 And this is not the other one about the where they filmed... Boy 2, the boy. <laughs> movie where they filmed that boy, like, his whole boyhood. life. Boyhood. Boyhood. Not good. boyhood either. Good movie. It's been so long. Yeah, but it's good. We watched Boys Grow Up already. So, <laughs> when, so like, did, when did that movie stop? Did it stop... Boyhood? When did it did it stop tracking him like around? It was when he... six to eighteen, I think. Yeah, it's probably... it was. It started at six and then went to when he went to college. When he went to college and tried to start like a fringe band. I think that might be a plot point. Yeah, no. <laughs> but Boy came out in twenty ten, and that premiered at Sundance. Got really big, like enthusiastic reviews, mostly in New Zealand. <laughs> but premiering at Sundance is still like an international film festival. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then in 2013, um, they made this, which premiered at Sundance again in 2014. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is what would have gotten him Thor because his next feature after this was Hunt for the Wilder People, which came out in 2016. And Thor Ragnarok came out in 2017. And Marvel movies take a long time yeah, to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I believe it was confirmed he got Thor Ragnarok in 2015. Mm-hmm. Or early 2016. So Hunt for the Wilder People wouldn't have been out yet. Right. And What We Do in the Shadows did get, you know, pretty positive reviews at the time. 
Hunt for the Wilder People also did. I just, I feel like it was the combination of boy and what we do in the shadows that put him on the map. And because Thor Dark World had done so badly. October 2015. Is when he was confirmed? When he entered negotiations. Yes. So it would have, if anything was the singular thing that got him Thor, it was what we do in the shadows. Obviously it was a combination of his entire work. He probably did like a a chemistry test with Chris Hemsworth. (laughs) But in America, he was primarily known as an actor at that point. Um, He had been... Well, first of all, he had been in all of the things that he had done. Yeah, <laughs> he had yeah. done, he was in Eagle vs. Strike and he was in Boy, but he was also in Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Um, and so that is, I, I, I do think that this film led to him getting Thor Ragnar because I think they wanted a more comedic tone. So I think they saw this and they were like, well, Thor could do that. <laughs> and then they were like, and it did so well, let's let him write the next one. Yeah. He did not write Thor Ragnarok. That is a very... I think he added jokes, but Probably. he did not write the base script. Right. And then from there, he just kind of went full speed. His career since then... Hunt for the Wilder People came out in 2016. That has Reese Darby in it, correct? Yes. And Sam Neill. That is the man from Jurassic Park. Just nod, like you... Know, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I'll nod on this audio podcast. <laughs> Which Jurassic Park? The main one. (laughs) Let me ask you a question. Do you think I've seen (laughs) any Jurassic Park? I would hope so. No. I don't like dinosaurs. The first one's really good. Okay. God damn it. Anyway. I played the King King Kong game on PlayStation. Does that help? That's that's fine. Sure. It's Um, fine. It's a fine game. He wrote the first draft of Moana. They did not use that draft. Did not use that draft. And he is not even credited as a story writer. No. Um, And then in 2017 is when Thor Ragnarok came out. He also played Korg in his best role to date. And then he was consulted for Infinity War to make sure that Thor's storyline was consistent, which I'm sure they went to him and he went, who? What what's the movie? What's the, what, uh, what what was this? Um, for those of you who don't know, Taika Waititi notoriously doesn't like big Hollywood. He said that he never wanted to do like a big budget studio movie because it drains the artist of its artistic like creation. He also when they're like, well, how did you uh, incorporate the rest of the Marvel movies? So like, I just throw them all out. Yeah, he was like, he was pretended like, they didn't exist. He was like, Kevin would would correct me if somebody had to stay alive or something. Had to... <laughs> He's just trying to kill people. Yeah. Really. <laughs> But like, he was like trying to make a singular movie, which I love for him. 2019 was Jojo, Jojo Rabbit. Mm -hmm. He won an Oscar. And then since 2020, he has been in the Suicide Squad movie. He created Reservation Dogs. He was in Suicide Squad? I think the Suicide Squad remake. Was he in the Suicide Squad? Um, They are different. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Yes, he was in the Suicide Squad, which is the... Right, right, right. When, I when they, don't when, worry, don't worry. When, I know the Harley Quinn when, filmography. When Suicide Squad did bad and they went, what if we just tried again? What if we put John Cena in it? <gasps> Which was better. It was better. So he did, he was in the Suicide Squad. He produced and created and possibly wrote Reservation Dogs, which is a show on FX. He has been working on a feature adaptation of a 2014 documentary called Next Goal Wins. Reese Darby is in that. Yeah. He did Thor Love and Thunder. He is in works of writing a new Star Wars movie. And 
He is set to write, direct, and executive produce two animated series for Netflix based on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. You have left out Our Flag Means Death. Okay. (laughs) You didn't say it. He also executive produced, directed an episode of, and starred in Our Flag Means Death. How do you say this so sarcastically? As if (laughs) our lives have not wrapped around. We're gonna do a whole episode on it one day. He still, he did it. He did it though. Oh, and he was in the movie Free Guy, which apparently was bad, but he you was left out it. Free Guy. <laughs> Tell me one other person in the movie Free Guy. Uh, Matt Damon. No, Mark Ruffalo. Nope. I'm gonna keep naming people I saw in the last movie we watched. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Damon was in Thor Ragnarok. He was in Thor Ragnarok. Um, he is also set to direct a live action film adaptation of Akira. Really? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and possibly he's slated to write and direct a film based on Flash Gordon. Um, this man be busy as all hell. What what does Reese Darby up to? Um, I want to be him so badly. Do I want to be him or be with him? That is a question that we will always ask and never know the answer to. I know the answer. It's the second one. (laughs) If Taika Waititi can write five movies in one year, who's saying I can't write six? Probably Taika Waititi himself. And don't ask me how my screenplay is going. (laughs) That is none of your business. And then I, 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 I wanted to do this episode because it's not just a Taika Waititi episode. It's also Jermaine Clement. I feel like Taika gets a lot of, of the credit for what we do in the shadows when it was really like a 50-50 Jermaine-Taika right. split. Um, some of my favorite Jermaine Clement <laughs> moments... Of course, Flight of the Concords is great. Um, she says, have no... I have seen some of it. You have? Yeah, my dad watched it. So you've seen what your dad has watched? Yes. Cool. <laughs> we trust Cameron here. <laughs> he was also in Moana and the Lego Batman movie. Oh, who was he in that? Um, <laughs> I didn't have this ready. I'm I am. Sorry. I am like having a six-year-old. Oh, I'm sorry. He is um, the voice of Sauron. I'm sorry. Sauron is in the Lego Batman movie. Apparently. He was also in the BFG as voice and motion capture of the Flesh Lump Eater. And. Oh, okay. And he was in Muppets Most Wanted. (laughs) Which is not Muppets at Large. (gasps) Muppets Most Wanted. He played. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I read (laughs) that he also played the Flesh Lump Eater in Muppets Most Wanted. I thought it said Vladislav, and I was like, what? (laughs) He played a Muppet version of himself. But What We Do in the Shadows and Muppets Most Wanted came out in the same year, so they're right next to each other in his filmography. Um, He played Prison King in Muppets Most Wanted. Hell yeah. Um, God, it would have been so funny if he just also played (laughs) someone named Vladislav. He's just the prison... Well, we don't know that the prison king's name's not Vladislav. You're right. I don't know the plot of the Muppets Most Wanted. I'm gonna make you watch it. Oh, God. (laughs) There's an evil Kermit. There is? Wait, yeah. wait, isn't it like his French, like... Constantine. He's Constantine. Russian. He's Russian. But yeah, this... This movie's perfect. <laughs> I cannot express this enough. Um, I think there's a there's a really good... I'm just going to talk about some of my favorite moments. Go ahead. Um, one of them is when Stu is teaching them how to use Facebook. And he says, yeah, you can friend people or you can poke them. And Vlad just looks into the camera and the camera zooms in because he's Vlad the poker. <laughs> Now, does he poke vertically or horizontally? Yes. <laughs> oh, I should probably... Um, it's probably time for my mini game. I was going to say you haven't called your mini game I'm yet. Gonna, I gotta call my mini game. Um, so, Natalie. Oh, God. 
Yes, Delaney. Uh, this movie takes place and was filmed in Wellington, New Zealand. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> so I have... No! Okay. Um, I have a collection of quotes here. Oh, God. Okay. That you have to say in your best... This is mean. ...New Zealand accent. There is a common thread to the quotes I chose, but I'm not going to let you know what that common thread is, and I'm going to see how long it takes you to figure Can it out. Can I have, like, a few tries? We'll see. Okay, <laughs> quote number one. I'm sorry, when was this? Are they all homoerotic quotes by Taika Waititi? I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what... Uh, they what, are, aren't they? Are they? Not, they okay, are not, they are not. Oh, fuck. Um... New Zealand's like a rougher British, right? No, but sure. Try that what and see mean? what happens. <laughs> Try, my brain just goes, what do Reese Darby go? Yeah, just do your Reese Darby. <laughs> Hi, all. <laughs> uh, you're like my own. <laughs> That's just your voices. <laughs> you're like my own personal brand of heroin. Sure. <laughs> Quote number two. I like the night. Without the dock, we'd never see the stars. This is just sounding like your voice. <laughs> I put a little twinge on it. I don't remember any of these quotes. They're uh, not from this movie. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I have vastly misunderstood this minigame. All right. Uh, death is peaceful? I sound like uh, Steve's wife. Life is harder. Okay, <laughs> you, you did actually kind of fine on the I first I did pretty good the first time. And then you completely abandoned it. I really feel like you kind of screwed me by making me drink a whole glass of wine before this. What? Are these quotes from fanfic? No. Damn it. <laughs> Do I dazzle you? Sure. Sure, it didn't sound like a question. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> They should, I didn't realize they do all sound like quotes from fanfic, but I promise they're not. These sound both like quotes from fanfiction and homoerotic quotes from Taika Waititi. Uh, stop trying to take your clothes off. Might be too late for my soul. But I will protect yours. That wasn't bad. Thank you. That wasn't bad. I had to pull out my best fanfiction. Um, this might be the one that makes it for you. <laughs> Are these little Twilight quotes? <laughs> Are these all Twilight quotes? <laughs> these are all Twilight quotes. Hold on tight, spider monkey. <laughs> no, it's still... No! Whoa, holy shit. Oh my god, this is such a long quote. But it's one you know. Well, yeah, because it flat out says Edward. <laughs> uh, about three things I was absolutely certain. <laughs> you were absolutely certain of. Absolutely. Three things you were absolutely, absolutely certain, certain of. Um, first... Oh, you're not even going to try the first sentence again? <laughs> <laughs> no, I only got one try, you said. I did not say that. Oh, uh, about three things. <laughs> I <laughs> e, I was absolutely certain. <laughs> it's going to be Irish. <laughs> first, Edward was a vampire. Second. Second was good. Second was pretty good. Uh, beer. <laughs> <laughs> You know how, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> Second, uh, there was a <laughs> there was a part of him, <laughs> uh, and I didn't <laughs> forgot how hot Twilight is, uh, and I didn't know how dominant that part may be that thirsted for my blood. And third, I was unconditionally and irrevocably don't squint at me <laughs> in love with him your strongest one i mean i did three or four accents 
about three things that I also kind of went about three it's things hard I was to do certain. oh damn it first Edward was a vampire second there was a part of him and I didn't know how dominant that part may be that thirsted for my blood and third I was unconditionally and irrevocably in love with him <laughs> I don't know how to do things in a New Zealand accent unless I've heard Reese Darby say them and I've said it back while well, he said to that. him a hundred thousand. It's a call and response type thing. It's a call and response type thing. It's one of those things where my Australian comes exclusively from watching Margot Robbie interviews over and over. You love the Wiggles. Oh yeah. I also lived in Australia. Yeah. So this really seems like it should not be Australia. easier for me than it is for you. You know what? Before we're done that, I'm now going to do an explanation of the thing that made me the most sick. Okay, cool. While researching this, and you can just cut it in whenever it makes sense. <laughs> Use as much of it or as little as you want. Okay. Um, but we're going to talk about some real vampires. Mm-hmm. I do have pulled up here the Atlanta Vampire Alliance, a real vampire house, uh, which is, this is real. Uh, they make very clear in their FAQs they're not a role-playing group. Uh, I would argue that they are, whether they want to admit it or not. Um, I've The reason why I didn't want to stick with this one is because I genuinely can't tell when I'm reading the articles which ones are just fucking with me. <laughs> I'm, is it like is it like when um, you were 13 and you would look up how to become a mermaid and it was like a little a little graphic design that said if you hold a rock and a candle in your hands and sit in a bathtub and like say this chant as water drips, you'll turn into a so mermaid. I did that, but with Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> Uh, and what it was is you stuck a needle in an eraser and you put a folded up piece of paper on top and you had to use your power of your mind to make it turn. And I did that for an embarrassingly long <laughs> amount of time. Uh, but no. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to sound perfectly sane as I yes. talk about the rest of this. 100%. Uh, but keep in mind, I was 12. <laughs> Probably a little too old, but definitely not uh, full grown. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, there's an article I read from the National Post where I halfway through thought maybe it was satire. Uh, but real vampires are people who believe that they have a, a medical condition. If you're a real vampire, please email us. Email us at the email address we don't have yet. And don't be offended by this. I'm just confused. Okay? So... I don't know what kind of bigotry this is. <laughs> I don't know. But they have a medical condition that requires them to drink blood in order to sustain themselves. And you said these are hemophiliacs? No. Oh. No, 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 no. I thought these were people who did not have blood. No, no, no. Well, no, 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 no. They have, if anything, they have more blood than the average person. <laughs> um, <laughs> there are vampire associations in a lot of places. Uh, but... Some people say that they need to drink the blood uh, for the, the needing to have the blood in their system. Mm-hmm. Other people say they need it for the human spirit that comes with the blood. Oh. Which can also be achieved through physical touch, sex, intimacy. Uh, or... So you're saying these people are drinking blood drinking because blood. they can't get laid. Don't say that to me. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm not saying that because the real vampires are going to come the fuck after us if I say that. Um, so traditionally, symptoms of this will manifest around puberty. Uh, 
where they will notice, uh, usually by accident, such as they may bite their lip, for instance, and realize that swallowing the blood gives them an, uh, an instant burst of energy. Uh, they are called sanguinarians. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. I'm, this is all... I'm, I'm almost reading word from word for a, from an article in the National Post. Uh, you can be a donor, uh, where we're going to take a brief detour to... Uh, the uh, Donors and Vampires Wikia, uh, where they kind of give you the rules for how the the most safe way to do that is. Uh, Traditionally, you don't want to do biting because that's unsanitary. Right. Of course. Of course. That's simply not going to work. Not all of us go to the dentist once a year. That's not going to work. You can't do that. It's expensive. Some jobs don't come with dental. Yeah, maybe your teeth aren't sharp enough. I don't Mm -hmm. know you. Mm -hmm. I don't know your life. Uh, And you don't want to go for like the neck... Kind of, I think, for like, kind of what happened to what we do in the shadows, where like you could end up biting the carotid, blood everywhere. Yeah. So traditionally, you want to go for uh, the arm. I'm looking at my computer as if I'm looking at this. I have this. This is never going to leave my mind. Uh, fleshy parts of your body mm-hmm. that will not scar easily. It's like taking blood. Use a small scalpel. Mm-hmm. This is where it kind of diverges from taking blood. You do a, a cut, and then they will drink from that cut. I think that's what happens in Twilight. Yes, go on. <laughs> you do want to test your donor to make sure that they don't have any AIDS. Well, yeah, other other bloodborne pathogens as well, but probably that one. Um, <sighs> I feel perfectly fine. So now we're gonna go. Uh, so uh, stop playing footsie with me. <laughs> I can't. Our kitchen table is so small. So donors will also sometimes call themselves uh, black swans, uh, and you can be a donor because they love. Darren Aronofsky's Black Swan, yes. Yes. Uh, I believe that, and I could be wrong. Okay. Email us. Uh, Black Swans refer to donors who donate to their partner, uh, which is in this Vice article, where, uh, uh, and her name's Giselle. Of course it is. uh, Uses a butterfly needle to uh, withdraw two shot glasses worth of blood from herself for her partner. And that's when I started getting a little queasy. That's just disgusting. The idea of ingesting blood might seem gross to many of us, says Vice, and Vice is correct. Uh, some people have said that they've found that they <laughs> were vampiric uh, after drinking blood from raw pork steaks. Okay. Uh, Julia, a U.S. vampire, says she began to crave blood when she uh, was kissing a boy. And bit him so hard that he drew, that she drew blood. Look, we've all been there, And Julia. she drank it. We've all been there. I don't like that you still said it again after that last part. <laughs> <laughs> am I broken that I am perfectly fine with these? Uh, some people say it's the uh, equivalent... Uh... <laughs> this is, like, disgusting, and I'm struggling right now. Um... It can help with depression, amnesia, inability to eat without pain, uh, nausea, headaches, constipation. That one doesn't surprise me. Uh, and insomnia. Uh, and uh, this is from a vampire who drinks uh, roughly uh, half a can of Red Bull's worth of blood a day. They also are called Sangs. Not necessarily Sanguinarians. They go by Sangs for short. Kind of like a cute little uh, mm-hmm. little nickname. The Vampire Donor uh, Hub has been shut down. I don't know why. 
When things get dry, I'll head to a local Asian grocery uh, and buy some frozen pork or beef blood. Mix it with wine or coffee. I'm sorry. What? Do Asian markets sell pork and beef blood? So, okay, yes. And I really do sound judgy as hell for someone who's about to say this. Uh, blood sausage is big. My mom and dad used to eat it all the time before they realized what it was, which is just, you know, con- blood? congealed blood in, gotcha. a, in a sleeve. Gotcha. <laughs> Cute. Just a sweater sleeve. <laughs> Just cut a sleeve off a sweater and you stuff congealed blood in it. It's delicious. Isn't it not good for you to have blood in your stomach? Um, I thought that that made you poop coffee grounds. Like that was a sign that you had blood in your system, in your in your stomach. I mean, I'm sure that's if you have your own blood in your system, but I don't know if that necessarily happens if you have like others blood in your system uh risks uh, involved with blood drinking uh include uh transmission of diseases such as right. hiv uh as well as overconsumption of iron now one of those things sounds worse to me well yeah you're also anemic shit <laughs> this this might be viable for Should you i'd be a vampire it's unclear contact feeding <laughs> is the preferred method <laughs> Some people will get dental implant fangs to kind of make the job easier. Mm. Uh, now, people do like to keep this kind of under wraps because uh, it's kind of taboo. Crazy. I know. Uh, and the article in the uh, the National Post, the guy who wrote it said he doesn't like to talk to people about it. Because <laughs> he doesn't want them to know that he went and did all this research. Um... People also sometimes will be a donor uh, for uh, financial compensation and for sexual favors. What kind of sexual favors? Yeah, what's what's the? What's and the you know, I, I did read around a little bit on the blood donor, on the donor and vampire with you, and apparently it's pretty hard to find out like who's actually serious and who's just a freak. <laughs> it's hard to find the people who need your blood to survive and the people who are just trying to drink your blood for the fun of it. We don't kink shame here, but like. A little bit. A little bit, maybe. <laughs> maybe a little bit of kink shaming is okay. There's some kink shaming that I think we can do. <laughs> <laughs> I won't yuck your yum, but I will yuck my own yuck. <laughs> what? Are you done? How are you feeling? <laughs> I think I'm broken in that. I'm not like, I'm not like lightheaded. I'm not weird about blood like that. I'm just so... It's so gross to me. The idea. My grandfather was a hematologist. He studied blood? Mm -hmm. That's fine. Did he drink shot glasses of it? I don't know. I can't ask him. You simply don't know. It's possible. (laughs) You know, that's. Grandpa, if you have um, Spotify in heaven (laughs) and you're listening to this, let me know. Yeah, he can't just listen to it. From like someone else on Earth listening to Spotify. No, no, he no. Has he, to, he has to have his own direct. He has to have his he own has Spotify to pay. account. Yeah, we need him. We need the money. We need yeah. the Spotify premium dollars. I would rather, I think, drink pee than I would drink someone's blood. Interesting. You seem to disagree with me. I do, <laughs> because pee is inherently the things your body is trying to get rid of. Where objectively, your body would like to keep blood in it. Yeah, it doesn't want more. It's not asking you to put extra. It looks cute. I'm sorry, you think it's asking for more pee? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm distraught. All I know is like, you ever bite your lip, like you taste a little bit of blood, and you're like, I don't like it, but like, 
It's an interesting flavor. Have you ever put a penny in your mouth? Yeah. That's what blood tastes like. Cool. I did that all the time as a kid. I used to suck on beads. Those aren't the same taste, metal but beads. I, I just liked having metal in my mouth. That's why I suck robot dick. <laughs> I'm just saying that if Taika Waititi <laughs> gave me a, like, f- communion style, gave me, like, f- like Last Supper style, gave me a cup of his own blood. I need to understand what you think communion is. <laughs> you keep saying a lot of stuff about drinking actual human blood at communion. I mean, okay, so, like, you don't, but, like, symbolically... Drinking blood. Sure, symbolically. I'm sure there's some evangelical cult out there that actually drinks blood. No, because it's not Jesus' blood. Where would they get his blood? But they're like, oh, it's going to be closer to Jesus' blood than like... So do they also... Josh eat, Pinot Noir. Do they also eat flesh? Like, are you implying to eat the bread still? But the yeah, this, is, blood this is, is actually the Texas Chainsaw family. <laughs> Who does this? It's actually Leatherface consuming the blood in the body of Christ. <laughs> oh, it's just so gross. I think I'm also just grossed out at the idea of like that level of intimacy. I crave that level of intimacy. No. Why am I single? Because <laughs> you're willing to go to our kitchen right now and put a butterfly needle in your fucking vein and take out two shot glasses worth of blood. Who is it for? If someone needed it for, like, non-sex reasons, I might be more inclined to do it. Taika Waititi, if you ever need blood, I think I'm AB positive. I don't know my blood type. My mom also doesn't know mine. I, I keep asking say, her. I bet if I asked my mom, she'd have no idea. I'd be being like, Mom, what's my blood type? And she's like, well, Dad and I are this. Like, you're probably this. I'm like, well, that isn't an answer. No, I don't know my blood type. I'm reading a webcomic where the entire story kind of revolves around them giving their blood types at the beginning of the story, and I would just be arrested because I don't know it. I think I'm AB something. I mean... But I don't know for sure. A, saying you are AB is probably the safest bet. Yes. That covers almost all. I'm not O negative. No, in this house we are O positive. <laughs> so what have we learned? What's your takeaway from this? Uh... My takeaway is that I personally am Viago von Dornerschmartenschieden Heimberg von Blitzenberg. Mm-hmm. I like how it also says, I want, I want this to be very clear. It says Von Bunzenberg is his maiden name, which means that he married into a new Well, what? <laughs> it says Ney Von Blitzenberg, <laughs> which means that he married into a new surname. Good for him. So look, if you ever want to be Viago Dondorla Schmartenschieden Heimberg Sears, I'm open and available. I learned that none of us can truly know if our grandfathers drank blood. <laughs> Living or dead, we will never truly know. I also learned that um, Peter deserved better. Yeah. He was just chilling. So I'm sorry, in 4,000 years, he's never been near sunlight. 8,000. He's 8,000 years old. So he got fucked up just the one time. So random dude Nick managed to take down this 8,000-year-old vampire. Yeah. If I recall correctly, what happens is that he, like, snaps the guy's neck, but then can't get back into his house before the sun comes up, too. Like, he had a period of time to avoid that. (laughs) And what I also learned is that I... I could probably write as many screenplays as Taika Waititi in a year. If I tried hard enough. No, it'd be good, right? What did you just say to me? (laughs) I mean, I could probably... How long does a screenplay have to be? I could probably print out, like, four... How long do you think screenplays are? I'm I'm not asking how long they are. I'm asking how long they have to be. (laughs) 
I want to know how long you I could go print out 12 B's and staple them together in groups of two and I have six screenplays. Uh, screenplays? Mm-hmm. Now, a screenplay is written and traditionally would have a lot more content than what we're going to make into the film. That's 136 so... pages. You know, far off, actually. Cool. Probably like 80 to 120. So is... I'm actually above. Yeah, you're Quite writing long. a really long script. Well, they're all B's, so it's <laughs> fine. It's 136 B's. Um, follow me on Letterboxd because I'm, I'm going to watch this movie every week until I die. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for joining us for our first and definitely not last um, tipsy episode of Stop You're Ruining It. I don't know if Delaney should be allowed to pick the episodes anymore. Um, I'm going to pick so many episodes. Uh, I'm in charge of the next one. So my gut is I want to do Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Perfect. And I think we'll stick with that. I was tempted to say Suicide Squad, since it just sounds interesting. But no, I think we'll do Pokemon Detective Pikachu. I'm almost done Pokemon Sword. And I think I can be so annoying. (laughs) Uh, So I think that's good. And I just want to watch it again. It was a good movie. Oh, you can follow me on social media at TikTok at Saved by the Dells or on Instagram at Delaney Sears. Follow me uh, in the background of some of those social medias. And we will see you with the next movie. Pikachu.